Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm really excited to have Shawnee on the podcast today. We will be talking about all things wellness and health and and what women deal with. And so let's have you introduce yourself. Yes, yes. Thank you. I am excited. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Hello, everyone. So my name is Shani Ashford. Um, you can find my podcast. It's shameless underscore Shani. And I'm just really excited to be on. Thank you. I really appreciate that, you know, social media can be used for one of two things, right? So social media can be used to build a community, to connect with people. And then, you know, conversely, it can be used to feel isolated or it could be used to spread information that makes people feel really alone. And so I loved that you had, um, you know, the audacity, not the audacity, but you reached out, you know, not knowing me from Bob. And that really made my day. And I'm all about like small acts of kindness. And um, it was really a great way to meet somebody new. And I was like, hey, why don't you come on the podcast? So I'm so glad to kind of support you and what you're doing and hear about how you're, you know, um, spreading goodness in the world. And um, I would love for you to kind of share with us a little bit about yourself um, and what has led you to the work that you do now. Yeah, so first I just want to thank you for giving the opportunity to respond back to me. When I initially DM'd you on Instagram, I wasn't expecting for you to follow me, <laughs> return a follow, to DM me, or anything. Um, and a lot of that is that I talk about in my podcast as well, is that that thinking, thinking, and that there, you know, you have a, you have a nice following and fan base and so some people automatically assume this person will not see me I don't have this amount of followers you know I won't get the attention um but I really like your profile and just what you were representing um so I would like to just say thank you for looking at me for someone that has not even half the following and so for anyone that's listening don't allow that to discourage you yeah, so definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I mean, I look at all my DMs, but I do look at people's profile pages. And that is kind of how I determine like, levels of, of I don't know how to say like, uh, <laughs> levels of connectedness, or is this a person that I feel like, you know, I want to support not that I don't want to support everybody, but you see okay. the content sometimes people are putting out. So, mm-hmm. um, so is this a person that I feel like is out here really doing something? And if that's the case, then I really feel like it's important to kind of spread the wealth and just, and just, I would treat like to treat people the way that I want to be treated. So, you know, if someone is kind to me or reaches out to me, then I want to do the same um, no matter what. And from your profile, like you're doing a lot. And so I think that it's really important to just make sure that we all have space. And I'm not the only, I don't feel like I'm the only one that has something to offer or to share. You know, I feel like you've got gems that you need to drop that my audience needs to hear. I was so just 
Yeah. So tell me about a little bit about your work, Shameless Shawnee. How did you come up with that or or how like what led you to that? Yes. So it really originally started when I was 17. Um, and I was a teenage parent. I actually was pregnant at the age of 16 and I had my daughter at the age of 17. Um, and so basically I just there was so much shame that was just forced upon me. And at being so young, I really didn't know how to experience it. Um, and I was also one of those, I was a child who pretty much grew up in the church, right? Wednesday through Sunday, my family and I were in church. So I was kind of like shaped to really just be like this perfect child, like a perfectionist, right? This is the expectation that people had of someone who attended church basically or had a family that was heavy in the church. Um, and so I became sneaky <laughs> and just, you know, <laughs> exploring and doing the things that typical teenagers would do. However, there were conversations that I was afraid to have because of the image that was displayed or the image that was forced upon me. Um, and so I became a teenage parent. Um, at the same time, there were so many societal norms, right? I was a young black African-American woman. I was going to be on the system. Um, I wasn't going to graduate from high school. I was going to have multiple baby dads. And all of these things that they expect a young black girl to have or to do before marriage um, when they have a baby. And I really, my mom really forced me to really get up every morning, despite me being sick, despite how I was feeling. She forced me to really get up and just persevere. And based on that experience, I said, you know what? That was rough for me, Jacinta. It was so hard. When I graduated with my high school diploma, I said, this is it. I'm not going <laughs> to college. It was so hard. But I developed the passion to really give back to our youth because so many times they don't, society, mm -hmm. don't really discuss or explain or even give us the tools of how to come out of that challenge, how to really conquer that challenge. And so that's where pretty much it came. I'm like, you know what? Youth is my passion. I want to be able to give my voice or to support others that may feel like they are ashamed of whatever decision that they have made. Um, and so that's basically where I started. And so now it transitioned from young parents or teenage pregnancy to just youth in general. And so now I am a mentor at a charter school and I work with predominantly seven and eighth graders. Um, and that's it. So I am here to really just not even to just educate and teach and learn from my students but from everyone like we all have experienced some shame at some point in our lives and it's difficult to overcome that shame and so I believe that I have to be transparent and have these difficult conversations because our culture is not used to really having these conversations so shameless <laughs> <laughs> I love that I think that you know, culturally, there's some messages that we receive about shame and like what we should be talking about and what we shouldn't be talking about. And society at large has different ideas about that. And so I love the idea about being shameless. That's why the podcast is the way that it is. I'm trying to pull the curtain back, let people see the imperfection. And we were trying to get this technology together. Okay. Because it was, right? it was playing us before this call. Okay. But it's a process. And I think that people see finished products and they think I can't do that or Absolutely. I'm not 
good enough or smart enough or whatever the case may be. And so I just want people to know that no matter what it is, there's going to be a struggle. There's going to be a challenge, but just starting finding support. You said your mom was a great support system for you. Um, I love that. Love, 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 love that idea of really being just transparent and genuine and authentic, because when you do that, at least you're being genuine. If, even if people, even if people don't like it, at least you can sleep with yourself at night. And because you know that you are being real, you know? Exactly. And that's really how you build those relationships. Even working with youth. When I tell you, my students inspire me to continue to just be authentic. Mm -hmm. Because if you work with you, they're going to call you out. (laughs) (laughs) They are going to call you out. So you really have no choice but to be authentic. You know, and but that's how I really build build these relationships with my youth. Because I am so transparent, professionally, and just authentic. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I hear so many gems that you already kind of dropped. The transparency is a gem. You know, finding support is um, is a gem. Even though you are, you know, the adult working with the kids, sometimes they teach you things. So I think being like a lifetime learner is so necessary. You have to allow yourself yeah. to learn new things from people that you don't necessarily think or believe you can or are supposed to be learning things from, you know? Yes. And I told you, my, so my students are so up in it, right? I remember and that's one thing I always like to tell youth in general. I have two children of my own, and I always tell them as well, don't think that you're ever too young, and I'm going to use your word, to drop those gems. Mm-hmm. Because we all can learn, despite what age it is, we can learn from one another. And one thing I'm even learning from my students is to not be so serious, right? Even as a mentor mm-hmm. and as an adult, sometimes we forget to mm-hmm. just laugh about silly things. We, you know, we have that straight face, but when we're task-oriented, we forget to just chuckle, you know. And so I'm learning, even if they're saying something that might be a little too sarcastic, mm-hmm. I'm learning to not take things too personal and to just be able to leave that room for just, you know, humor, um, but also, like you mentioned as well, that room for transparency and just correction. Perfect. What What do you feel like are some of the greatest lessons that maybe some of your life experiences have taught you? What are those key takeaways that you have kind of collected at this point? Or maybe you're trying to focus on or cultivate for yourself? Yeah, I would have to say just that for me, over the years, I have learned to just be true to myself. Um, And that's with any decision I get ready to make. Um, So like I mentioned before earlier that I was pretty much, I was raised in the church, right? Mm -hmm. Um, My parents, we had to walk a certain way, be a certain way. Like we had to be, we were shaped to be specific individuals. And I learned even as I was a teenager and even my early adulthood, I was doing things that my parents wanted me to do. I was doing things that my grandmother, my godmother, like I was doing things that they wanted me to do based on the expectations that they had for me. And it wasn't until I had my second child where I really started to just live for me. So whatever decision it is, if this is not what I want to do, I'm not going to do it. You know what you said? I'm not going to feel bad about it. (laughs) If, you know, to be all honest, we were talking earlier and I'm like, listen, I was in the house all day today. And I did not feel bad. (laughs) You know, there was a couple of things that I really wanted to do and I had planned, but I was tired. So I don't feel bad about this. So just being true to myself and where I am emotionally, um, physically, and just whatever that decision is, I'm going to make that decision and be honest with myself. Shawnee, you really hit something that I think is really significant. 
I think a lot of times our parents, the adults around us, our grandparents, everyone who is raising us, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they really just want well for us, right? You have kids. Yeah. So you just want well for your kids. However, sometimes people only see that in the way that they believe it to be possible. So then they place on you that you need to do X, Y, and Z to be okay, but that thing may not be for you, but they don't see your vision. They don't see your path to it because that path was given to you. You know what I mean? And so I think that people get caught up trying to, trying to, to live up to expectations that someone else created for them. And they're losing the message that really everyone just wants you to be okay. If you have to carve out what that looks like on your own, cool. If you may have a little less support or you might have to go seek out and search support outside of what what or who you thought it was going to be, that might be a part of the process. But I think that you really hit the nail on the head there that you just need to be authentic. And then as you live out your your vision and you walk in your purpose, then everyone sees that that. Oh, they're like, okay, like she's good. She's doing good. Like, I'm happy for her. I didn't see it happening that way. And they still are proud of you um, and cheering you on, but you have to be the one to decide um, and move in that direction. Sometimes without, without the permission or, you know, say so of someone else for that to be the case. So I really love that you brought that up. Absolutely. And like you mentioned, our parents just, I mean, they really want the best for us, you know, but I say a lot, our parents parent based on their own childhood experience. Right. So even for me, I'm parenting with my children based off of my experience as a child or as an adolescent, a teenager. You know, I'm parenting based off of that. And I'm also learning to just really allow my kids to develop their own personality. You know, my son, I remember in the summertime, he would want to wear his winter boots when he was about three years old. And I wanted to say, heck no, like it's hot outside. You know what I mean? But that's what them choice and voice allows them to really shape their own personality, you know? Yeah. You really learn something when you start, when you have kids or when you're working with kids, you learn yourself through them because you will be faced with some things and you're like, I don't know what I need to do in this situation. I don't know here. This is, this wasn't, (laughs) this wasn't how I was raised. Right. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm turning into my parents. Like, how did we get here? But it's a part of the process. So share with us some of the things that bring you the most joy in life and maybe like in your work or, or whatever you do. Yeah. So, um, I would say in my life, the most joy is just really seeing the impact. And I'm actually connect that even with work because again, I'm a mentor in the charter school. So just seeing and knowing that I'm making a difference, you know, even just from the beginning of the school year and just seeing that progress rather than it's a month later, two months later. Um, but that brings me joy, just knowing that what I am sent and what I'm walking in purpose and what I'm sent to do, um, I'm doing it. It may not feel good all the time, but just knowing that there's a difference, I'm making a difference, those positive reinforcements um, and just building those relationships. Mm-hmm. I live off of people, just saying, like just really connecting with people in yeah. relationships that is something that really brings me joy. I think that it's it's significant to mention that while we have like professional career goals and like all these things that we seek to attain, you know what I mean? Whether it's lifestyle or things that really at the end of the day, it comes down to relationships and connecting, yes. you know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I, I really, I really, I'm proud of the space that I've created. And that goes back to really just that authentic transparency. Um, but just knowing that people and youth are able to come to me and have these uncomfortable conversations that they may not be able to have with a relative. Um, it brings me joy at the same time. It encourages me and pushes me to continue just educating and building relationships and promoting, you know, just health and mental health, you know, but mm-hmm. just really promoting that because we still have work to be done. Even for me as a parent, there's times where my kids may not feel comfortable coming to me despite what space. I create, mm-hmm. so I know that I may need to reach out to the social worker. And I think sometimes, even in our culture, we don't really seek support. Sometimes we think that we don't need to speak to a social worker or a therapist. I'm the opposite. No, if my daughter feels that she can speak to her social worker at her school about whatever it is she's in high school, she may feel comfortable talking to mm-hmm. her about that specific subject. Then me, I'm okay. You know, as long as you're getting support, and that's my that's my main goal is just everyone can feel supported and have that voice and that comfortable space. I think that's really important because, well, there's, there's layers because as mental health professionals, right. Um, Mm -hmm. There's maybe an extra layer of like feeling like we have to be, I don't know about you. Maybe this is me. Let me not put words in your mouth, but (laughs) 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 feeling like maybe I need to look put together or because I'm a mental health professional, you know, how much do I share? How much do I not share? Things like that. But at this point in my life, I'm just like, the only thing I know how to do is to be genuine. The only thing that I would want for anyone else to do is to be genuine. And that's what's going to speak to the people that I do the best work with. And for the people that it's not a good fit, that's okay. Like it's not the end of the world, but you know, we're all human at the end of the day. If I'm a therapist and I've got kids and my kids are struggling, like I'm gonna take my kids to therapy. I'm like in my head, I'm like, when I, I'm going to just put them in therapy just cause like, just in case, just just to cover, just to cover anything that I might miss. But support is so necessary. And I love that there's a movement and, you know, a progression toward black women, minority women, just people of color being able to reach out and not deal with some of these things by themselves, because that's what's really killing people at the end of the day is just isolation and suffering alone. So the more that people speak out about it, the more people feel like they can ask questions um, and share what they're going through. I think that it leads us all to be, to be able to move forward collectively, you know? Absolutely. And it becomes a norm, right? The norm before, at least when I was growing up, was, you know, you don't really talk about mm-hmm. certain things. So even as a teenage parent, I wasn't able to have to talk about certain things before I became pregnant. You know, um, that was just the norm, you know, whereas now or even back then, people weren't really going to therapy for at least the people that I thought you weren't really going to therapy. Um, it was just like, no, you have a sister, you have a mom, you have an aunt. Like, we have family, but mm-hmm. we don't need therapists, you know? Yeah. Whereas now, the norm, if we are you know, we're now, it's like, no, we need help. You know, we're going to go and we're going to seek counseling. We're going to seek a therapist and we're going to talk about these. And, you know, there's more diagnosis. And so it's like, what is it? Let's get this support and let's get this help. And I do see the progression um, from where, you know, like I said, I was to now and even working in, you know, the field is definitely progress. Yeah. I think with, uh, with that happening, you know, what a great way to set up 
our kids' generation to have a different experience and for them to set up their kids' generation to have a different experience to where it's just okay. It's okay to need help. It's okay to not be okay all the time um, and to seek that support. I love it. I really do. So break down for us, like, what keeps you going? You know, when you're feeling like, I don't really want to go to work today. I'm going to be honest. This morning I was like, I don't want to get out of bed, okay? <laughs> Last night I was like, maybe I'll just stop recording podcasts. So I was like, sure, I was like, ooh, I don't know. If, like, what keeps you going when that thought crosses your mind that you don't want to do something? Yeah, so there's a couple of things, right? And it's me being transparent. This week, and like I mentioned earlier when we were on the phone, this week was challenging for me. It was so hard for me to record a podcast by what I was going through. And I am all about just like, emotional intelligence and just mental health and I self-awareness I was in a different place right mm-hmm. so it's like how can I really pour into people when I really need to be poured into at this very moment and I prayed I prayed I really had to just take a few days away from social media disconnect myself um but then even my kids and then someone um so that those positive reinforcements as well and so someone texted me and I believe it was heaven sent God sent because that was my motivation and they had listened to my podcast and they said oh my gosh this hit home Mm -hmm. I was experiencing x y and z and that was my push to say you know what Shani get your butt up off the bed Mm -hmm. that's way she wasn't on social media pull it together, you know, but knowing that there are people out there that depend on me and that knowing that, you know, what I am doing, it is, it's change. It is a change. And so I have to continue while not making myself feel bad, right? Because we still need those days for ourselves. Um, But just knowing that there are people out there that are dependent or look for this support um, and to help them get through. I love that. Yeah, even during the week, um, I do have my days. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I do not want to go to work. But I can honestly say those days are not it's the work itself because I love seeing my students. Like, working with you, one minute you crying, one minute you're laughing. <laughs> one, like, <laughs> like, it's just so different. And so I love those days, but then it's those days where I don't want to wake up, you know. And those days when I push myself to go to work, I have students coming into my office with these heavy conversations, these heavy just feelings and emotions. And I really just have a mental note. It's like, this is why you need to push through because you have provided something. God has blessed you with this and you need to be able to allow this to continue to happen for people to receive their breakthrough. And so those are those reminders of just, you know, I have to show up. Even when I don't feel like it, I still have to show up because someone is getting it. Yeah. I think that we never know how we are, what we're doing or who we are affects other people truly, you know? And when you had reached out to me, that was just like, you got a text, you know, that DM was me getting something that was like, what? Like someone is listening. This is crazy. Um, And so you never know what a message, a smile, a, a thank you can do in somebody's life. And I always just say like, if you feel an impulse to say something or to tell someone something genuinely to do it because you might think that it's small, but it really could be a huge impact in somebody's life on the other end. Um, And I really just appreciate you taking the time to chat with us, 
to drop some gems for us from the other side of the country. I'm like, now I need to come to New York for more reasons. I'm just going to show up. Hey, Shawnee. You know, I have the time zone, everything off, okay? I have a sister actually lives in Arizona, um, but I had the time zone, everything off. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is not what I, yeah. It's, I, I just really appreciate you because um, I always get nervous before anything. I get nervous before sessions. I get nervous before I speak. I, I was nervous before this. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having technical difficulties. Shawnee's going to think I'm unprofessional. And I was like, I have to cry through this call. I'm going to have to do what I got to do. But I do really appreciate you, you know, being willing to come on and share with us what you're doing and just a lot of words of wisdom that will definitely, I'm sure, if no one else has helped me to kind of refocus and rejuvenate. Um, but I know that everyone listening is also going to feel that way. So where can we find you? How can we support you? Let us know. Yes. So I am Instagram, shameless underscore shiny. I also have a podcast. And so podcast is through Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, um, but if you type in shameless underscore shiny, I will pop up in any, any of those platforms. I will make sure to leave that in the show notes, leave some links for you guys to follow Shawnee, make sure that you like all her stuff, comment, engage. I'm all about being shameless too. So I'm going to ask for what I want. I want you to follow Shawnee. Okay. And and not just follow, engage. Oh, go ahead. And I was going to say, and I do like to engage with my followers or my listeners as well. So rather if it's a message, you can leave a message on Anchor, um, DM me or comment on something. I like to engage because I'm all about really just really growing our community. Shameless, gyms, all of that. I'm all about just growing our community. I love it. Thank you so much. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you. Thank you.